Michael describes his revenge spitefully as he grabs the baseball bat he once was punished with and thrashes it against his adoptive friends. A reverie occurs as Michael acquires a wave of PTSD. Though he had gotten his revenge, he had yet to obtain all of his childhood memories his parents had taken away from him as a young child. Fifteen years ago, young Michael, once a sedentary as a sloth, had no intention to harm under any circumstance, for he did not have the capability to it. Or did he? In his dark room alone, locked inside, he was all he was up all night thinking about last night's situation. Upstairs, his father was howling with anger. So he kept on shouting over and over. I didn't think I would see him. My room in the basement was padlocked from the outside, so I had no chance to, but to wait to see whatever were what to happen. Michael, you know that he beat the living hell of me. I had no energy left but to only take them hits, man. I remember the little later that day having to eat some cold pea soup down in that freaking dungeon even after I was beat to near death. They ruined our lives. They will pay. And I will loathe at the sickening actions of these monsters as well as anyone who espouses this form of violence. I must stand up against this and I must serve justice to any who are victims of it. At least we served a justice. We did our job and we removed those monsters from the face of the earth. I guess you're right, but I'm not done. I cannot let the future generation go through what I did. Michael leaves the room only to having second thoughts of his actions. Maybe he was right after all, he thinks. As Michael adjusts his baseball bat and walks out, he makes sure it was hidden from plain sight. He slides it inside of his large duffel bag he used to use for soccer practice back in middle school. It was for protection. He was worried that a situation would happen similar to when he was a child. This reassured to him that he would never have to live this nightmare ever again. Although the conversation between him and his brother sowed a tiny seed of doubt in his mind, he disregards the decision and to stay home with his brother and carries on trudging towards the courthouse. At the peak of the hill on the Grove Street, he shovels through the bag and then takes a quick glance at an old atlas watch his mother had given him. This sparked a reminiscing memory of when his biological mother had brought him to Disneyland just a couple months before he died. She died. This was the last thing he had of memory. Whenever he had it with him, it provided a deep feeling that his mother's spirit alongside him. Hey, I didn't think I would see you on my streets. Last time I saw you was a year ago. Hate to see it, man. You know we don't like the little kids over here like you. Haha, <laughs> what a wimp. Get away from me. I'm capable of the unthinkable. Haha, <laughs> nerd. Capable of what? Not having a mom? Haha. <laughs> What's that you got on your hand, little guy? Give me that. You're one of them, aren't you? Huh? You're evil. Get your hands off my watch. Ha, uh, this old thing looks like a piece of trash if you ask me, right, Johnny? What are you doing in our hood? This definitely deserves a taste of our of these fists. Ugh. Michael abruptly skims the baseball bat out of the duffel bag, scratching the black fabric off the bag while clinging onto the zip bag zipper he mightily strikes Johnny's face. Michael punctures Johnny's face hubristically. He was filled with pride and joy. 
After Roger fled, leaving him with his one and only hatred, flames fill his eyes as he took one life less of evil.